What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Jessica here. This week, to send off Black History Month in style, we will be re-releasing an interview each day highlighting a Black person we've had on Burn It All Down in the past whose words and actions still resonate with us all. Back in April 2018, Shireen interviewed road cyclist Aisha McGowan. At the time, McGowan was working toward becoming the first female African-American pro cyclist in the U.S. Shireen and Aisha talk about that journey about how activism and involvement in community engagement turned into racing, and about what we can all do to support diversity in road cycling. I'm pleased to say today, and you might have caught this during a Badass Woman of the Week segment earlier this year, McGowan signed a contract in January with Live Cycling, making her a professional road cyclist. If you'd like to hear more interviews with Black athletes, check out our guest list on our website, burnitalldownpod.com. We've talked to a bunch of hoopers, including Bilkis Abdul-Kadir, Kia Nurse, Essence Carson, Laisha Clarendon, Shakila Hill, Kelsey Bone, Monique Billings, footballers Eni Aluko and Nicole McClure, legendary Olympic sprinter Wyoming Atias, softball superstar A.J. Andrews, and baseball's Malika Underwood, hammer thrower Gwen Berry, speed skater Aaron Jackson, and volleyball player Simone Lee. That's not even close to all of them, but it gives you a taste of the many black athletes who have come on the show. And now, Shireen's interview with Aisha McGowan from episode 49. I am so excited to have one of my favorite Twitter people, cyclist extraordinaire, absolute badass violinist, former music teacher, Aisha McGowan, also known as a quick brown fox, on Burn It All Down today. Hi, Aisha. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. Can you hear my cat? He has joined us. No, but I am so there for that cat. What's your cat's <laughs> name? Well, this one is Boris. Boris. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Boris. I read a piece that was written by Stephanie Granada on Outside Magazine by you, and I thought it was incredible because it talked about how you want to actually change the scene of uh, of cycling because there are no female African-American pro cyclist in the United States. Right. Yeah. And so your plan, tell me about your plan. Well, the goal is representation and I consider myself an advocate by example. So I figure it'll be a lot more of a sell if I can like to try to convince somebody to get into bike racing. If I've been there, if I've done that. And especially if I've done it at the highest level of the sport. So my plan is to go pro and try and dupe some other folks into doing it too. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So what is involved in that duping? Like how do you how do you convince other people to get into a sport that is widely not representative? I mean, at the core of it, bike racing is super, super fun. Yeah, there's a lot of social stuff that could use some assistance. It's very homogenous and 
that can get a little isolating at times. But I feel like as as a Black woman, that's an experience that I'm relatively used to. <laughs> and so that has not stopped me from pursuing this thing that I enjoy tremendously. And I feel like there's been a lot of women like me who have not had the opportunity to even discover if they enjoy it or not. And so that's the thing that I want to change. So I was reading a piece that actually you had written for Huck Magazine a couple of years ago, and it was really, really beautiful. And it actually, your quote was, advocacy led me to racing because you were explaining sort of your journey to racing and how you got into it. And you talked about your childhood and essentially biking was a form of transportation to friends' homes, but then also how later in life in university, it also became like that. And you sort of got introduced to different bikes, but you really, really fell in love with it. And then you came to it from a volunteer perspective, working with disabled folks. So how did that turn into racing though? How did that kind of activism and, and, and involvement in community engagement turn into racing? On the commuter and advocacy level, there are so many different kinds of cyclists and so many people who enjoy bikes in different ways. And so you're always getting exposed to different ways of riding a bike. And, you know, I started as a commuter and that led into advocacy. And then that led into I was like a messenger for a very short period of time. And that led into like the fixie scene, which is kind of like, I guess, the skaters of of bicycling. And, and that led into racing unofficially. And then that led into racing, you know, sanctioned racing and like legal governed racing. And so mm-hmm. it's just one thing literally led to another and just being exposed to all of these different things by different people and meeting new people and um, just wanting to try all of the things has <laughs> led me down a very interesting road. <laughs> I was wondering, like, the, when you go to, like, races and stuff, do you ever get double takes? Do people ever look at you and go like, oh, but not in a bad way, but sort of like, oh, that kind of microaggressive. <laughs> um, my favorite <laughs> is someone called me a unicorn to my face. <laughs> and that was pretty early on. <laughs> it was just like, oh, oh my God. Okay, this is what we're working with. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, so, I get it, but it's like, really, really? Yeah, we're we're doing that. See, okay. see I don't, <laughs> I don't get it actually. Like, why? Oh, I can't even. Oh my gosh, I need more coffee for that. So, <laughs> so the the reality is, you love this sport. What would be obstacles in your way? Like, what do you need? For example, if our listeners want to support you in this journey, what do we need to do to help you build up that community, that diverse community within racing? What can be done and what can our listeners and what can we do? Okay, so the obvious answer for most things like this is money. (laughs) But from a less financial perspective... Voices. Voices are very helpful. Voices are very important. Speaking up when you see things that aren't right. If you see brands that are misrepresenting people of color or not representing them at all. And I say this with the caveat of if they claim to be inclusive (laughs) and if they claim to represent diversity and they're not doing that, then that speaking up is very important. And it can be really challenging and it can feel, I guess, scary. In a, in a sense where I feel like oftentimes that if I speak up, then am I damaging my chances of doing the thing that I want to do? But yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, that's why I'm here. So I have to speak. I have to speak up. Like I don't really have a choice. Otherwise, I am wasting my time and everyone else's. Um, so, yes, being a voice is super, super important. And also 
you know, giving it a shot. If you have this opportunity to ride a bike in some capacity or try something new in some capacity, go for it. Don't count yourself out before you've given it a try. And that extends beyond cycling. There, you know, even in just these Winter Olympics, I know you were paying real close attention to that. Like we just had so many firsts and we're still having all of these firsts. And it's because somebody decided to try something that wasn't necessarily expected of them. So I think that is the best way to support (laughs) what I'm trying to do. Be a voice and, you know, also be an advocate by example. Try something new. That's that's amazing. That's actually really, really well put to try something new and, and to get out there because that's how it happens. So... The other thing, you, you one of the things that you had written that I really, really um, like, and you touched on it as well, was about representation and how your involvement in cycling is really, it's its actually really pivotal and it's its, it's groundbreaking in that sense. I don't like to words use words like pioneering and groundbreaking, but you know, they're the actual words I'm using. Just sort of, you said, people don't see themselves in the sport, so they don't feel like it's a thing they ever want to do. And that's very you know, consistent with what you've been saying, you can't be what you don't see that idea. So when you were growing up, who were like your sporting role models that you did see? Did you have any and who were they? Yeah, I feel like my biggest influences were track racers or track runners. Okay. Um, like Jackie Joyner-Kersey and Flojo and mm-hmm. Gil Devers and also like some WNBA basketball players, because that happened, you know, in our lifetime. So it was really cool to see, you know, women not have representation as professional basketball players in this country to having an elite, having an entire league. And that was awesome. So yeah, that was really cool and pivotal for me. And, you know, Serena isn't significantly older than I am. So just watching her grow up and just turn into this like amazing athlete, is still inspiring today. And like just now watching her overcome being a new mom. And like, there's like something like last week, she said she like, like a couple weeks ago, she couldn't walk to her mailbox. And it's just like this image of that woman not being able to walk to her mailbox. And I know that she's going to just come back out and destroy everyone. And it's going to make me so (laughs) happy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's, that's awesome. You know, it's like, those are the, the, the women that I look look up to. And it's not that I want to run track or play tennis. It's just this example of like, you can do this thing that you want to do if you really want to do it. Um, And that's been like super, super helpful for me. Yeah, I think as coming from racialized communities and people in spaces where there weren't a lot of role models that looked like us, I didn't grow up with any like South Asian soccer player. I mean, I looked to Brianna Scurry a lot because I mean, I loved her and she was like a prominent black woman. Uh, She was a goalkeeper for the US women's national team that won in 99 the World Cup. But there wasn't a lot. And in fact, I looked to a French skater named Soraya Bonnelly. Oh, she's great. Isn't she amazing? But I mean, I'm not a black woman, but I certainly wasn't like, you know, Katarina Witt or someone else. So like I would look to other people. So I totally understand what you're saying. And, And figure skating wasn't even a sport that I did, but you know, when you're, I'm much, I'm much older than you, but looking for examples when you're a child and sort of like going out there and say, who, who looks different? Um, that's why Christy Amaguchi has a soft spot mm-hmm. in my heart because, you know, I look to her because like she didn't look like the rest of the, what it was. She was unique and she was brilliant and she was powerful. And I was like, yay, she's a woman of color and what that meant. And have you had young women come and say that to you? Have you 
had young people come up and say that, you know, I'm glad you're doing this. Yeah, it's really awesome. And it's not just like little, like little people. It's like people of all ages, like women of all ages, men of all ages. And that is not exactly the impact that I thought it would have. I don't know what impact I thought it would have. I just felt like it was important and something that I should try and do, but it's pretty neat (laughs) for sure. Well, you deserve all, you're being humble. I can tell you're being humble. You deserve all the accolades because just the way you present yourself, the way you write, the way you get out there. If somebody wants to get into cycling and is not really sure how, do you have a couple of tips on how can they can do that? Yeah. So most places have like local cycling clubs and mm-hmm. organizations that are geared towards people getting into cycling. And you can get in as a commuter where there are usually advocacy organizations that are trying to get people on bikes in general. And then you can also get in, you know, as a recreational cyclist or a racer. And that's where the, like, the cycling clubs come, in, come into play where you get into that more intense version of cycling that is closer to racing, but not racing. So yeah, that's where I would start. But my biggest advice is to find other people to ride with because they're going to teach you more than you could ever read on the internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's also just really nice to have that camaraderie of someone to, to learn with. And that really is what helped me. I, when I moved to New York, I started riding with We Bike NYC and their whole thing was, we're just going to go ride and get some ice cream or ride and get some donuts or ride and do this thing. And that's why I got to the track in the first place. And that's why I started working with the, the tandem people who have disabilities because of this group, they put together these rides and I showed up and I tried it and I loved it. And I never would have done that on my own. I would have come up with a reason why I couldn't, but having that partner, like partnership and that camaraderie of other people to try it with and laugh at myself with and and laugh at and -hmm. share that struggle. I thought that was really helpful. And that's kind of how I learn. So I encourage others to, you know, try that if you, if they learn in a similar fashion. Where can our listeners find you on social media? I am, I suppose, on everything. It's a pun. So it's A-Y-E-S-U-P-P-O-S-E or on the internet in general at aquickbrownfox.com. Aquickbrownfox, not the aquickbrownfox. <laughs> aquickbrownfox.com. Thank you so much for being on Burn It All Down. We're so I'm so happy to talk to you. I think you're amazing. And thank you for bringing Boris on. We know he's a devoted listener as well. <laughs> <laughs> so best of luck with everything. And we can't wait to see where your journey takes you. Thank you so much. And I saw-